So welcome to Emmanuel's Manual, and I'm Emmanuel, you know. So this time I have a really, really close friend with me, who's Isaac. And yo, what's up, man? <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. What's up? You're welcome. So he is actually one of my closest friend on planet Earth. So basically, we know each other since. Primary school, right? Yeah, it we you know we have known each other for quite a while now.、And、I like, believe it was like、uh, grade five or something. Yeah, we we knew each other for a very long time. And then, and and after like secondary school, I kind of like. I kind of like. Yeah, that was a really depressing time, and I. Left, left everyone that I know, and you're one of the few friends that I'm still having、uh, having contact, and and I still talk to frequently for a while during those depressing times. So like, your help and your and your company is a really really important thing for me. Wow, <laughs> that、no. that's really deep. Well, it's good to see you. You know, back on your feet after those times. Yeah. Well, what are we going to talk about today? So, basically, we we have watched a movie recently, a few days ago. Oh yeah. And it's、right. Spiderman across the Spider Verse. And yes, we just went there like、uh, a couple days ago, right? Yeah. What do、and、you think of the movie? I think it's amazing. Like the first movie is like my favorite, and then now I'm arguing with myself whether the second movie is also my favorite because I can't, I can't distinguish which one is better because both is both amazing. But yeah, you well, know. I just watched the first one, you know, a couple of days before we watched the movie, so I remember both of them quite clearly, and I think the second one is a bit better. Well, well spoilers. Yeah, according to the scores on like Rotten Tomato, or I don't know, I I M T B, something like、yeah. that. They have higher scores, so we like you know, maybe it's better. Which one has the highest score? The second movie, like the one oh, the second movie, okay, cinema. Well,、yeah. I think the、um, well spoilers for second movie first of all, but I think that、uh, the second movie has a very great concept. You know, they fight、Don't, among themselves, and、yeah. there isn't really a clear villain and a clear hero side. Not quite like other Marvel movies where they differentiate. You know, Thanos is the bad guy, and Captain America is the good guy. But for this one, I think both of the sides have their own entitled opinion, and、right. they have you know they have their own view. So I think this movie is. Quite unique for a for such a hero for such a genre. So I think、um, the second one is slightly better than the first one. Well, I I think that you know you can say that Thanos, like you know the the movie, the Endgame, have have his sides of the you know have his sides of this argument too. So it's not like it's not like Thanos is completely wrong. He's right to a certain extent, I guess. But yeah, but and it's not not a spoiler talking about who's right or wrong. It, but like, 
that's that's how I like movies. I don't like movies that have an obvious feeling because in reality, you can't really distinguish like whether what's really completely wrong or right by only some par- parameters. And and this kind of movies fits into reality and fits into the concerns of like whether what side of the argument should you support. And it reminds me of like you know how you deal with real life because they're, they're not really clear, distinguished, right or wrong in some actions, but only some yeah, kind of preference. Yeah. yeah, of course. So yeah, you know, like so many incidents, you know, the you know so many different wars, civil wars, and there isn't really a right side to everything. You know, yeah. it's not like a coin flip. You know, there's two sides to everything. It's not like that. It's always blurred, like paint. And do you think that's what makes a good movie, or do you think that there are other parameters or factors that make a good movie? You know, when I was a bit younger, you yeah. know, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I always I loved watching movies. You know, to every genre, you know, romance. Whether it is uh, drama, suspense, action, sci-fi, whatever movie I watch it, because you know I got so much time back then. But nowadays, not so much time anymore. So I'm quite picky with movies. Sometimes I watch some movies and I just got bored in the first fifty. If I get bored in the first fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes, then I will probably click it off. So nowadays, I'm looking for. I think what defines a good movie is, uh, it stands out. You know, it's unique. It doesn't, you know, run on a Hollywood formula, like so many movies out there. So, I really like a uh, movie that can really stand out. Right. So I think recently, uh, I I really like uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Nolan's movie, uh, the Dunkirk one. Uh, have you seen it? The World War Two Dunkirk movie? Oh, not re- I don't think so. But well, I think it's a very unique movie because it shows the suspense of a war instead of you know, full of action scenes, people dying, explosion everywhere, like Michael Bay style. It's not like that. It's full of suspense, and uh, I think it's really unique in a way. So that's really how I define. A good movie nowadays, and moreover, I don't really spend that much time and money in cinemas anymore. So I'm really quite picky with movies nowadays. Right. And um, yeah, the Spider-Man one is is a good one in my books. Yeah, I if I'm not mistaken, you you kind of rank it for like the third, the like the third category, or the the third movie, the third yes, category of- you like. Yeah, out of, you know, uh, this might be a controversial take, but out of all the hero movies out there, I think, well, I told you before, but yeah, best one is them. the Dark Knight trilogy. And I think the second one is Logan, you know, from the X-Men series. Right. And the Thanos one. And hmm. the third one is Spider-Man. Yes. So what do you rank your hero movies? You must have watched a bit more than me. You know, the TV series, I don't really watch them. Well, first of all, What's your talking about the TV series, like, 
I'm watching some Japanese anime anime show, like okay. the one. The one. Do you recommend? I don't know. What was the name? Oh, which one? Which one? The, well, the one what was the idol? The oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What's the name? Oh, Shinoko. And and for the first like fifteen minutes or something, I want to like turn it off because I feel like it's so boring. Why? What the hell, man? Why? <laughs> I feel like it's so stupid. Like one of the scenes is so stupid that I was like, uh, "Can I can I turn it oh. off? Can I turn it off?" But anyway, okay. um, yeah. Did I, you watch the full thing? The full thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I do watch the whole episode, the first episode, after someone persuade me to like do so. But like, <laughs> it's a, it's a tough time for me. I I really prefer like Western ones, like the old ones, like the ones. Like like the the, the Fenos End Game and the ones before that, and maybe like Guardians of the Galaxy Three is okay, and and the Spider Man into the Spider Verse yeah. and across the Spider World, I guess the trilogy, the, like there's gonna be a trilogy or something like that. I'm gonna put that in the first first category first or like the, like the most preferred movie. In my life, actually, we should do a tier list. You know, yeah, you know, like tier. Yes, S tier is Spider Man for you. Like that Spider Man, like Miles Morales, the black okay, one. Okay, Miles Morales, Spider Man is S tier. Okay, it's S tier for me, because because okay. the, the wonderful thing is that you know you watch a lot of like Peter Parker's Spider Man, and you think you know the movie how it goes, but it also but. But this kind of movie is more, but this two movies kind of more surprising, and it doesn't really stick with the script, or the stick of the usual. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Usual. You know, the, you know the Andrew Garfield one. You know the one before Tom Holland, and the first one is Toby Maguire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third one is Tom Holland, as we as I said, and. These movies, they always follow a pattern, you know. The 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 heroine dies, or Uncle Ben dies, blah blah blah. Responsibility, and the great power comes with great responsibility, blah blah blah. And it always follows, you know, a pattern. But this one, uh, for the Spider Verse, it's, I think it's because it's in animation, so mm -hmm. the barrier. There is not. A limitation to say, so they can, you know, feel a lot of creative freedom in it. And what I really like about the movie, the first one, is that they have different Spider-Man from different、uh, multiverse, right? And、yeah. um, that's not you know, that,、um, okay. what, what's、it's、the girl、spoiler. called? The girl is、uh, you know, Gwen, Gwen and yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I I really like the black and white spider. Spider Man, not the Spider. You know they have a completely different art style, and, and the insane thing is that it's voiced by Nicolas Cage, like a super famous yeah, yeah. actor. Like, yes. Like, yes, I just learned that the other day. Yeah, yeah, and how it blends and these, you know, very distinct art style they blend into one single frame. It's really amazing. So I really love how this works. Yeah, 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 and. I think like the message that that it brings, like usually in the past movies, is more like 
the greater power comes with great responsibility. But in the Mouse Morales movies, it's more like, um, how can I say without spoiling it? It's like <laughs> a leap. It's like telling you to do something despite of the circumstance, or despite yes. of the like what others think, and and that narrative is slightly different than the responsibility narrative. Yeah, but you know, for the classical, yeah. for the classical movies, is you know, it's all about others, right? It's all about sacrificing for others. But for this movie, it talks about Spider-Man himself. You know, so the narrative, yeah, it's it's a bit different, as you said. Yeah. And do you know, like in the past, if I'm not mistaken, like usually superheroes will be like Superman, and then he'll have superpowers, and he's also like a journalist or something like that, and he do really well in all the kinds of jobs. And then when Spider-Man really comes, well. yeah, and then okay. Spider-Man came came out. Like people were like the editors or like you know, like people who knew Stanley was like, Wow, he's a teenager and he's and he, he lost his uncle or like he have he have lost lost his uncle to have some problems and you and how can you still like make others like him if he's only a teenager and they only and they only have like limited how can I say? Like resources, little resources, or like, or like yeah. there's so many tra tragedies that happen to him. But they, people miss out the fact that oh, actually, it's the tragedies that make you who you are, and it's similar to life, and it resonates with people because everyone have gone through tragedies, and it's the tragedies that shape you and uh, and that formulates you and and constructs you towards some kind of structure that makes you face life continuously. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man is imperfect. He's not like Superman. He's not like Batman. He's not filthy rich. And he's always got his own thing for Spider-Man. So he's imperfect. That means that audience can resonate with him, you know, a lot better. You know, his title is exactly. neighborhood-friendly superhero. Yeah. No, your neighborhood friendly hero or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit more closer to the audience per se. Totally agree. So what about the uh, the other movies? How do you? Uh, what's your the remaining of your tier list? Remaining of my tier list. Yes. Oh God. I don't really know because like. I always forgot about movies, so. What what have you watched? Have you watched you know the rest of the Marvel, yeah, uh, universe, like Iron Man, uh, Ant Man, Hulk, and Thor, something like that. Oh yeah, I did watch them, but like I didn't watch all of them after the Thanos movie because there's way too much TV series and way too much like information for you to absorb. And if I'm really like spending my days watching those movies, I'll have no time to do other serious stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. There's like so much, there's like so many movies and so many TV series and going some on. Are it's really hard to catch Like, sorry? Are, <laughs> I mean, some some other movies after the Thanos era, like the phrase five oh, yeah. or four, I don't yeah. know. Are kind of disappointing because they kind of 
they're not that exciting anymore. It feels like they're following the same formula, maybe. Yeah, I yeah like, what was that? Yeah, like Ant Man is not really. It doesn't really wow me. You know? Have you watched it's, the new Ant Man? The 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 Quantum Mania. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That one is like doesn't really uh, wow. That doesn't really shock me or make me wow. That one's like okay, you're talking about family, you're talking about a daughter that's kind of rebellious. Yeah, maybe know. like twenty years ago it would be great, but you know it's two thousand and twenty-three. Oh my god, it's it's everything it's already special. happened. Yeah, everything already happened before. It happened once again. It's happening once again, which is like not surprising. Yeah, it's. Yeah, but thinking about active. it, thinking about it, like there are movies about you know multiverse in in Marvel or like even DC movies these few years, these years, this decade, and and the fact that Spider Man across the Spider Verse and Spider Man into the Spider Verse do it well. And do it in a way that's eye-catching is also like something that people should appreciate. On yeah, it's really hard to stand out, you know, yeah. with so many multiverse movies coming out. Oh, but I, I remember the first one about uh, I think it's Doctor Strange when mm-hmm. they first introduced the multiverse. I think it's in Doctor Strange, and the visual effects is really cool, good for the first Doctor Strange movie. I think. Um, yes, the first one, uh, where they introduced, you know, Doctor Strange and Time Stone, all that, all that stuff. Well, if I'm like, I, I, I don't know, because like my memory about it is that there's a Time Stone and then there's a monster, a dark monster, and I think that's from another dimension, but but not exactly another multiverse well my memory is a bit hazy on that one but yeah. well something like that something like that indeed yeah okay so okay. so i was wondering okay which like you know we talk about japanese animation do you like japanese animation more or like the spider-man one like you know the movie that we just talked about the the, the spider-verse anime animation more than Japanese or you know the other way around I think it, you can't really you know it's not I you know it's, you, it's different like comparing to apples to oranges yeah they are they are I, I would say they are very different forms of media mm-hmm. uh, with Japanese and I think it's a bit unfair comparison because <laughs> maybe they have tons of Marvel budget Hollywood budget and those Japanese companies, those animation companies, they are running on very tight budget. So right. I think this comparison is a bit unfair. But I would say that um, because I too very seldom watch uh, American cartoons, you know, I'm really past that age and I don't really know any adult ones for American cartoon. I I don't really know, but I'll say this is quite a quite a experience for me for that movie. Well, yeah, I agree with you on that. Like to me, like to us, or like 
Asians, like Japanese animation or like this kind of animation is like really popular among us, and yeah. and we watch a lot of it. So to me, I'm surprised at how different animation can be with with the Spider Man Spider Verse movies. You know, but for like, American, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't remind me of the old Western cartoons. Because, like, do you remember, like, Ben Tan? Yes, you, they always yeah. give me, they always give me an an impression for Ben Tan, for even SpongeBob, and maybe even uh, for Family Guy. You know, the characters are not as appealing as you know the Japanese counterpart. So it really puts me off for some of these American cartoons. Yeah, but like you know, I feel like it's also like the Spider-Man movie is also kind of different in terms of animation comparing to the old old style. Like, like uh, first of all, I'll say that the Spider-Man animation have tons of like drawing styles, tons of painting styles, and and I feel like it's already an evolution from like American cartoons, like the old ones, Ben Ten or like or like. Or like yeah 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 know. yeah yeah of course of course the budget is different and well american cartoons how can we not talk about pixar yeah that that's just good to me pixar monster and uh toy story you know these are very great movies yeah but i feel like there's also like i don't know there's some kind of like, like evolution I feel like it's just an evolution of like the style and how you draw the cartoons with with that with those movies but anyway yeah I'm, I'm talking too much about it oh, I really like the movie by, by the way that's why you know <laughs> well I can tell I uh, your if, even your wallpaper right is it uh, Spider-Man no, my wallpaper, wallpaper right now is not Spider-Man but after oh, okay. this conversation I'll change it to Spider-Man We'll change it back. I'll change it to Spider Man, okay. <laughs> okay. So Okay. Yeah, a good storyline, you know, and then and then good filming angles and styles or like drawing style painting styles, things like that. Those two are well, like, I do recommend you to watch the X Men series. You know, I've yeah, been talking I watched to some you. of it. Which and one like, did you watch? The one that they Which, got back to the past because they're they're oh, like back crazy. To the past, right? Is that the name? Like, there's like a crazy, I don't know, robot or something that can kill yeah, like X Men. Okay, I watched that one, and I will also watch slightly like the the one the one with a purple or like blue hat. Who's that guy? Purple uh, so blue. You mean the villain? The villain, yeah. Like oh, that one is good. That one. That, that one is bad. Not yeah, that one's yeah, that bad. One is I was bad. like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What are you doing?" I need to watch Logan. I did have didn't have time to watch Logan at all. I Logan is the best. Logan is the best. Do you like his muscles? <laughs> yes, Logan is the is the best. But you need to watch all the X Men first. Yeah, so you, you know, can to build up to the, the motion. build up. Yeah, the motion. Yes, because Logan is the, you know the final final movie. The yeah, last figure movie. out a way to like watch, watch it all yeah. again, because I'll kind of forget them all out. Oh, by the way, you talk about dark 
like Dark Dark Knight trilogy being the best in in yes, in it's the, the best. Yeah, it's, it's not really a superhero movie. It transcends the genre. It's more of a philosophical one. You know, it has a lots of lots of great quotes in it. For Joker, I love the Joker. It was Bane. Yeah, I, maybe I that was the, the second movie on my list. You know, on my tier list. Maybe it's the second movie besides the, the one with the Joker in it. Because like sometimes uh, yeah, I go the... back to YouTube and type Joker, like. Who's his name again? I don't know. Like the Dark Knight Joker, just to see see clips of him clapping hands, acting crazy, and and I'm every time I'm still awed by his amazing performance. So maybe he's my second movie, like slightly different from your your from your take. That'll be my second movie on the list. You know the? Do you remember there's a hospital scene where they blow up a hospital oh, in yeah. Joker? Yes, and yeah, you know it's not like a real tick, right? Yeah, like I mean, I remember like for some like, for, like for a moment like he's pressing the button, but like the button doesn't work. But actually, yeah, 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 like that tick should be taken out. But I, but he acted so well that that tick is like safe for the movie, and I'm like, okay, okay. That that scene is really natural. It's. It really looks like what Joker will do. Yeah. That's what can really hard. You can hardly see any. You know, hardly see. Oh, it's actually. Uh, the actor doesn't actually uh, expect the hospital to blow up. Blah blah blah. You know, it's great scene. And, and like just just about you know, Joker's comparing Joker's. There's no Joker that looks more like a Joker than the one in the Dark Knight. Ah, uh, yeah, the new ones are. <laughs> they they are not not that good. Have you seen the one in uh, Suicide Squad? There's one and oh, the God, other. No, that one is movie. like, what the hell? You know, oh God, that one's not a good movie. No, I mean Suicide Squad is kind of fun, but the Joker in it is not that. Yeah, like it's not that good. Yeah. How about the new Joker? You know, in two thousand nineteen, oh, you know, on the one. stairs. Yeah, yeah, the guy is dancing on the stairs. You know, that's that that Joker. I don't know. I don't feel so resonate with that movie, but I appreciate his effort. Like he's trying to pretend that he's so crazy that he have to have to have like seven medications of stuff like that. And I'm like, is that even possible? <laughs> I'm like, is that even possible? Like as a psychology student, I'm like, is that even possible that someone? Them any medication without killing yourself or without causing other issues, and I'm like, okay, you're trying to make someone, you're trying to paint, you're trying to create a villain that's crazy like that. But are you sure it's persuasive? I'm, I mean, to me, it's not that persuasive. It's and not that bad, with, a, you know, considering the recent DC movies. Well, it's not really that bad per se. And yeah. And it's really an artistic wild. movie, so like, it's, you know, it's kind DC of different movies, from the DC movies are, are recently are not. Are, it's not that good as Marvel. Yeah. Now, what's the uh, the Batman versus Superman one? Oh. And honestly, the 
just a little bit. I, I don't think I have a patient to watch it. People say that it's bad. Yeah, it's like, like okay. three hours or something, right? Two hours? Three hours? Yeah, something like that. I just remember it's so long. I sit in the cinema. I sit in theater. I, sit, I, I sat in my, on my seat and I was wondering, oh, God, when does this ever end? When am I going to pee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when can I go home? It's just just lingers on and on and on. It's, it's, it's not as good. I mean, maybe there's like a golden ratio as well, like for like how long a movie should be. Maybe. Yes, yeah, certainly. It, it should not be that long, too long. And like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, like from like some psychology or neuroscience research, they say like your attention span is like 90 minutes. So 90, 90 or 19? 90. 90. 90 minutes, okay. 90 minutes. And really, ninety, 90 like minutes, ninety, like sixty plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. You know, plus thirteen. So like one hour and thirteen minutes. We say like a touch and man is like that, but I guess if I'm in a really? movie, if you have some kind of like suspense or you have some kind of like some kind of time for some casual casual scene before you jump into like you know a, a more interesting, a more detailed scene maybe it's okay to to make it longer than you know we make it to make it two hours or something like that but i i guess people can use this as a parameter or like a a knowledge for making movies like somehow you have to make 90 minutes and maybe let the audience chill for a little bit and then introduce more later on maybe something like that but i guess movies on their own already have times that already have moments that allows the audience to rest before introducing another scene so it's okay to like be longer than 90 minutes is it really 90 because you know with nowadays it's all like about up, it's all up, about up, tiktok up. it's all about reading those watching those minuscule youtube shorts Oh god. And I feel like the, the the attention span is just reduced to you know a tiny fraction of what yeah. what I was from my own personal experience, you know, from my own personal ex uh perspective. I feel yeah. like my own attention time span has so reduced so much in the past decade. Yeah, cuz like though that would like make you have like some dopamine some kind of dopamine addiction and then it also like reduces the attention span attention span if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. Maybe in nowadays society if you're a person that always constantly look at TikTok and you know Instagram or YouTube shots, maybe it's gonna ruin you. Like I'm not disagreeing yep. with that. Uh, but I'm saying uh, like um, like TikToks, optimally you know. in a, from a healthy person, maybe it will be ninety minutes. But, you know. The thing is, you know, we 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 always have our phone to ourselves. And when when I was a kid, I always I remember that I was I can be on the metro metro and I can just read a book or something. But nowadays, it's all about grabbing your phone and you know watching whatever is on your phone. So the attention span is really reduced. 
and people don't read anymore. Like they find some, yeah, some kind yeah, of yeah. AI tool and be like, AI, please tell me what this article is about. And the AI will just generate a script or something saying that, oh, this article is about blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, you know, GPT and whatever the, the heck is out there. You know, people don't read anymore, myself included, of course. Yeah. You know, don't have that much time to go through a wall of text when I can just run it through some AI and just they can just summarize the whole thing for like a few words, for a few sentences. So why not? And you know, like I study psychology and I read like neuroscience or neuropsychology papers. Yeah, and, okay. And like, and for now, like in the past, I read, I might read like fluently, easily, but now I'm reading it with like great difficulty. Like my attention span is like really shortened and I have to like drag myself through the article step by step and trying to memorize every single step. Like maybe... I'm not saying that it's definitely the internet that creates some kind of like, you know, short attention span, but I think there may be some kind of correlation and some kind of, you know, causes behind. Actually, uh, what's the stance on, you know, using these AI things for for universities nowadays? Can can you use like ChatGPT for for uh, writing journals or writing essays? Some some universities allow that, but like, like I'm not sure about my university, but I remember I had to like fill up a form that said I'm not using AI or any internet, some kind of like generate, generation tool or something like that to yeah, to do yeah, my homework, yeah, I have to fill in those forms. And there's a classmate that was not good in English, and and I think he like kind of used AI for for his homework, and he got a letter saying like, "Oh, you're we detect that like fifteen percent or like thirty percent of your work might be created by AI, and we're not, and it's not okay. We're gonna, I don't know, do something about it." I'm like, "Oops, <laughs> luckily I didn't." Luckily, I managed to, you know, to work it out and and not rely on AI. But I guess eventually they have to allow it because, like, they can't really detect it with some kind of anti-detection tool. Like, there are some websites that can paraphrase what AI wrote and make it seem like it's not being generated by AI. So, so eventually they have to allow it. And eventually some part of the, you know, the calculation that you have to make in your brain can be resolved by AI, but I'm not sure which exact year will be like the year that every university will open will be open to AI. Wow! Yeah, I mean, there's so many tools out there, and you know, the universities they have anti-AI too. So it's it's all really fascinating to me. And, you know, the technology nowadays is just bursting out constantly. So that's a lot of things to catch up nowadays. You know, yeah, thinking about that. Google, I was Google, thinking. You know, yeah. But you, I, I was thinking, like, should I learn more about AI or the details or the mechanisms of AI to really, like, follow the trend before it's too late? Like, you know, it feels like AI is the new iPhone. 
and, and yeah, like, I, and, I would say yeah, AI is the new iPhone indeed. Yeah, and like you know, like like my grandparents, if they didn't learn how to use iPhones in the past, they'll be you know, they they won't know how to use it after a few years because you know they'll improve in a huge amount. So I'm thinking, should I? Do I need to learn like coding, some AI knowledge, or anything detail about it, or at least like some ways of writing, writing a prompt? You know, like the like writing the question. How the ways, what ways I should write it? What ways could I write it in that it would be great or like or you know, optimal? Yeah, Do I need to learn all those stuff? Not really. I think.、Um, It's it's you don't really need to learn you know the every technical detail. It's not like oh I I need to learn how to do machine learning. I need how I need to know how how the the math behind the AI works. It's not like that. It's more of a、um, oh so AI have these function that can benefit me in daily lives, like for ChatGPT. You know they have actually they have translation. It's Really well done, even better than Google Translate. I use it time to time. Really,、uh, so you you can learn how to use these things. And for ChatGPT, it's not really hard to use. You know, you go onto their website and you can treat it like a person, like an actual person. It's not like those dumb AI for Siri or Google Assistant, those dumb ones with with a pre-assigned prompt. It's not like that. It's a whole different level. It's really like an actual person. You know, as I'm like working now, in my working during when I work, when I have some Excel questions, oh, I don't know the function to this. I don't know how to、uh, how to calculate these these formulas. I will ask Excel. I will ask、uh, ChatGPT, and they can form generate a formula for me. You know, it's a customized formula. It's not like asking Google, where they give you a very general answer. It's for ChatGPT. It's like asking an actual person, you know, asking a colleague, asking a friend. So it's a whole different dimension to this. And yes, I I agree that you should really <clears throat> learn these things because I believe that this will be a very great trend, a massive trend in the future. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not like, like yeah. And like I'm thinking, what、well, what I'm thinking about is like, do I need to like. Like learn how to write it in a way. Like imagine you are like an engineer, or imagine you are like no, no, it's not like that. that. No, in fact,、uh, you can even make you can even do a podcast with an AI. You know, it's just so it behaves so much like a human nowadays. Oh、uh, yeah, I think like, know, maybe I don't need to change because maybe the AI will change themselves to accompany. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah. You read about it. Yeah, so maybe in a few years' time, for perhaps like five to six years, you can even do a podcast with an AI in life, in a real life time. Maybe someone is doing it right now. I'm gonna keep、yeah. asking it philosoph- philosophical questions and be like, "What's what's the human purpose? What's you know, what's human life?" And something like that. <laughs> I think right now they have some very vague answers. You know,、right. the opening at the company behind the AI, they have lots of restrictions. You know, if you ask them some very politically incorrect questions, that I'm not gonna say here. Yeah, 
they will have some incentive. Yeah. I'm thinking if like Elon Musk is making a new one, the Truth AI, something like that. Yeah, he's making like a chip inside your head. It's really crazy. It's like something straight out of a Black Mirror. Do you have you watched Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit. Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like something you see out of Black Mirror. Personally, I think that there's always a balance between technological advancements. They bring a lot of convenience, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to sacrifice a lot of your privacy, sacrifice a lot of your own, perhaps your own personal data. So yes. I think the balance between these two, you must always strive for balance. You know, for example, uh, nowadays you have face detection. You know, when you go to an airport, when you check yeah. in, when you just board a flight, they always have these very convenient uh, face detection devices. But I think uh, this kind of scary as well. You know, it's like something out of a George Orwell book in 1984. You, you, you've read it, right? 1984. I, about it. I didn't really read it. Yeah, well, you should give it a, give it a read. It's, okay. it's all about these dystopia, you know, some dystopia. very authoritarian uh, empires. So these kind of technology is really scary, especially with uh, Elon Musk's uh, neuron a neuron chip. Neuronlink. Of course, yeah, Neuralink. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Neuralink, whatever it's called, I, I really forgot. But I, th I think it's a very scary technology if it fell into the wrong hands. Yeah. I think like new technologies are like, it's like exploring unknown moral grounds. So every time, you know, there'll be a new product or like a new technology or something new that pops up, they will be criticized and be analyzed by the public whether it will create some potential problems and if it passes it passes. But what but what Black Mirror is what Black Mirror kind of like describe is is what is is a scene where people fail to distinguish the good from the bad from certain products that technology brings and it slowly corrupts the whole society. So let's hope the society will be, you know, Will have its sanity, so that you know, so that things won't be we become something like Black yeah, Mirror. So, yeah, they like create a perfect society, you know, using using whatever morals uh, the computer or or whatever the mast tells you, you know, there's something straight up a Black Mirror, right? Yeah, and yeah, there are lots of episodes. Not only that one. I remember there's one uh, in Black Mirror where where the, the guy live in a, a metaverse or something like that, where he just stares at a monitor all day. I forgot what episode that is. And there's another one where I remember quite clearly is there's a woman who asks for likes, for likes, you know, on Instagram. The society is constantly craving, craving for likes and followers. And it's just so insane. And yeah, Black Mirror, talking about Black Mirror, I think. It's a very great TV series. It's a very awesome horror series for me personally. And it gives a lot of inspiration to me as well. You know, what to be wary of. Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, I love watching it a lot. I love it, but I don't know if I've watched all of it. Like the one that I remember really precisely is the one that 
but besides the one with the likes, it's the one that there's like two guys trying to make out inside the video game, inside the virtual world. Okay. And that one is like, that one is like also the question in like, what is real and what's not, and whether whether that should be called cheating or not. To me, that's obviously cheating, but in the same time, it's like. To some people, they might argue that it's not because you know it's some kind of new, exp- new unexplored territory. But anyway, yeah, I've. Oh. You mean the guy is uh is, is making out with another guy? Yeah, I mean, a guy making on, out with online, another guy or online. It like a, online. Was it like a actual person, online no, or like, an NPC? It's like, it's like they. The mind get into the game virtually. Okay, so have, another player. Yeah, another player, and the two players were okay. like you know in a battling scene, and then one player. Okay. Is, supposedly I see. those two players should be you know fighting, but but they choose to make out instead, and the game is not. And the game is not over for some reason. Like the game allows them to, to do those crazy stuff together. And they start yeah, making out. you know. A couple of years ago, there's always the talk of <laughs> sorry, there's a talk of uh, metaphors, right? And you know the you blind reality and virtual is getting blurry and blurry, and it, it truly scares me somehow as well. Yeah. Why? And there's a YouTube channel I remember watching called uh, Low Budget Stories. You can check it out, and it tells these stories about. Being on metaverse, and uh, I think it's a uh, really interesting as well. Yeah, you should go check it out. Low budget stories. Hmm, I wonder, like, I wonder if one day you know you create a metaverse that's so close, like so similar to real life, will it become like an? Will it become like a cycle, like we're creating a universe for for our illusion, and then we're creating another universe from our illusion to you know to illusion, something like that. But the thing is, uh, metaverse is virtual, right? Yeah. So there's always, you know, you can't live on, you can't live on programming code. You need to eat something. You can, you need to, you know, your real life body need to have actual needs. So, can't you know? There's always something going on in the real life as well. Not not just metaphors. Yeah, like yeah. In in Chinese, like they're like Chinese online fiction novels, and they always talk about maybe some kind of like cold chamber, something like that. That you freeze a body inside the chamber, so you can, so you can how can I, so you can play games every day for a, for a long period of time I'm thinking if things like that will happen like you know like you freeze you freeze your body inside a spaceship for traveling right like, like there's some, some some movies will say that but, but yeah. there are also books that say like you freeze your body and allow your mind to play games for like a crazy amount of time without doing anything else wow what's the point to that to be honest there's really no point to that. I mean, I guess uh, when when I was a bit younger, I would always use these video games as form of escapism. 
you know, you escape from your problems right. in real life. And, uh, well, that that's certainly a way to do that. But, well, as I grew up, I think that, you know, you can't always escape from your, your, from your issues. They always follow you around and you're temporarily dumping them away. It's not a good solution. You always need to face them. The cruel reality. You know, so, yeah, the reality is always cold. It's not but like fairy tale. Necessary. Yeah. For you to grow, for you to, you know, Survive. to experience. Yeah. So these, so video games is not always, an, you know, it's not always a solution for people. Unless you're the one making the video games. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, of yeah, of course. Human purpose. Well, that's an interesting way of like praying up stuff like that. I guess. Yeah. I guess you can find some kind of purpose playing video games. You know, if you are entertaining others, like if you're influencing the real world in some way, shape, or form through the virtual world, then maybe. Maybe you will, maybe there'll be some purpose. You but, mean like a streamer? Yeah, like a, you know, just like a streamer. Like a you streamer, know. like a YouTuber. Yeah, but but a lot of the reward and the purpose always have to have to be linked to the real world, or else or else it can be sustainable, I guess. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Oh. Speaking of streaming. Actually, have you have you watched any streamers lately? Streaming streamers, no. I used yeah. to watch like Fortnite streamers, or like some kind of like PewDiePie or something like that. But PewDiePie, PewDiePie stream. Sometimes, uh, sometimes. ages ago, ages ago, not now, I guess. I I used to you know watch those stuff, but but now I figured out that it's. It's kind of like this, always the same thing, always the same thing around. So I'm not that interested in watching those anymore. But sometimes I'll go on and watch videos of of them playing horror games, because I like the sense of horror and I like the aesthetics. So I'll watch those stuff. W what about you? You know, streaming. Uh, I don't have time to watch streaming. It's like. The stream for four hours, five hours. Are actually, no idea how people watch them. They have the time to watch these things. If I were to watch a uh, a stream for, if I were to watch a streamer, it would be like highlights, not the yeah. full thing. Of course, no yeah. way I can watch the full mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I know a friend that's trying to like, trying to like stream and like you know, earn some money, and I always tell him to. You know, like make some highlights, make some video clips, because people will be really have a first of all short attention span. Second of all, streaming in general, like the whole thing, watching the whole thing is kind of boring. You need some highlights or you need some moments that will attract the customers and also remind the viewers of the amazing moments of why they participate. You have to have those kind of like video clips, shots, things like that. Yeah, there's so many streaming streamers out there nowadays. It's hard for someone to stand out. Especially you don't have a fan base, you don't have anything. 
it's really hard for them to stand out. And I always see, you know, it's not only on Twitch. It's even on YouTube. I always see some new new YouTubers, new streamers. They they just play a game without saying anything. Then what's the point of the whole thing? Because, like, if you... Well, I guess, like, some people do it as, like, ASMR, I guess. But, like, in the same time, if you're not speaking or you're not projecting your own elements into the game, it's, it's hard to make you stand out or how to make you, you know, so, so, how to make something attractive for someone to watch. So Yeah, it's quite impossible. If I were to watch someone does nothing but just stream a video game, um, then why not just go watch uh, Markiplier or something to do that? Yeah, Markiplier. And, oh. Yeah, yeah, Markiplier. What and my... it's not only just uh, playing games. I think uh, popular Twitch streamers fall into two categories, mm-hmm. maybe three. Like the first one is they are very good at the game. Right. You know those pro gamers, Face Clan, something like that. Yeah. And the second one is you're funny. You have a personality. You know you're funny. You're humorous. No matter what game you play, people will laugh. It's all fun and joy. And the third one is, you know, you're a cute girl and lots of Sims. And <laughs> lots of Sims. Yeah, okay. these, yeah. These three categories. I think they fall into these three. Yeah. Sadly, I'm doing podcast. If if I'm doing like streaming, I'm gonna like go to make like gonna do like transgender surgery just to make myself look cute and see if there are how many viewers be like. Really? Hey, man, it's so really? cute. Oh my god, no. I, I don't want to imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, we're talking about all this stuff, you know, about movies. You remind me of, like, music, because, like, I, I love the Spider-Man verse, you know, movies, soundtrack. But, like, but I also know you have a... I, I don't know if you like it or not, but and also I noticed that you have a really special taste in music, so I so why don't we talk special about taste. it? Special, I wouldn't call it special. It's not just... special. It's, it's is it jazz? Jazz? Yes, yes. I like jazz. You know, swing jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, another term for it is called big band jazz. You know, jazz they have a lot of different subgenres. You know. First, you have those piano jazz where you fall asleep listening to it. Uh, you, like in the coffee coffee shop, you listen to those soft jazz, piano jazz. So right. that's one thing. I used to listen to that. I think it's sometimes. called Bossa Nova or something. Sorry? What I used do you to say? listen to them sometimes. Yeah. You know, just to yeah, chill. Yeah, to fall asleep. Yeah, to chill, something like that. And the second one is Big Band Jazz, the loud, very noisy ones. Uh, I think it's popular during 1930s or something like that. You know, it features a large band, a very large band, like 10 to 20 people, and creates some very loud music. And yeah, this is what I love because I don't like listening to blues, slow music, because they make me very sad and quite depressing. So why not just listen to some very flashy, some happy ones, some upbeat music? So right. yeah, that's what what I love. 
what have you been listening to uh, nowadays? I mean, these few days I've been listening to the Spider-Man movies soundtrack crazily. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, besides that, I like soft pop. Is it called soft pop? Like Adele, Sam Smith. Okay, Sam Smith. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, or like Adele. And look, not Sam Smith now. Sam Smith now is just you know crazy. Like, <laughs> not, not really, not really, <laughs> not the really proper. <laughs> yeah, not really your cup of tea. Not you know, really everyone's cup of tea anyone. Yeah. But like the past, like old music, like, uh, like which one? Let me, let me down. Okay. Lay, lay, lay me, me down. down. Lay me down. Lay me down. Oh, lay me down. Okay. And like, and another like piano, kind of like, there's a piano, and then there's someone saying those kind of movie, those kind of music or like other soft pop, are my favorite. Oh, so, I see. So. Piano ones. Yeah, you can say piano ones. But I'm also open to other types of music too. So basically in my in my Spotify there there are different kinds of music. Oh like yeah. Did I tell you that did I did I tell you that before? I've I've make a list every single month. Like there yeah, are lists being like twenty, twenty three uh, July or like you know June, and that and I'll throw in all the music that I listen that month, and the next month I'll use another new playlist, and then I can go back and track and track my tr- track my pace no not pace track track my list and and know that in that month I've listened to that kind of music, and, wow, and every new that's month actually, yeah. And every new month, I'll try to explore more, more options, just to like add more music into the list. So right now, let me check. The 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 the. the. That's really a very interesting way of listening to music. You know, especially you have different folders when you, when you you know when you go back to listen a certain song, then you will remember. Those times when you exactly were listening to that time. yeah, yeah. Like, that's what you know, you when I was yeah, when I was younger, when I was like in primary school, I uh, used to listen to Beatles a lot. The Beatles, you know, <laughs> the British band. And sometimes when I just go back to listening to Beatles, and I just remember all those times. So I think this is a very great way to listen to music and. Yeah. The other thing is that you don't, you won't always, you know, like me, I always listen to the same damn music. It's getting boring, to be honest. But what, exploring new music. What? What same damn music? Okay. Yeah, the one, the jazz ones. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting quite bored, to be honest. And exploring new music is always a good thing. Yeah, because I know friends that that kind of sticks with one playlist, and I've just checked the songs that I've liked is like three thousand one hundred fifty-six songs that I liked. Oh and, God! And there are like so many songs. Like if I scroll down the list and go back to the original ones, maybe they remind me of like you know, maybe remind me of the years back in secondary school. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. But anyway. Wow. But I only make a list like 
every single month just just last year, starting from last year. So then they're not really like you know the list is not that long yet. But eventually, one day I can go back to maybe like 2022 and press on the playlist on July, or you know, or or May, and then I'll find myself re- recording those memories. You know. Yeah, like if you listen to a certain song, maybe Spiderman song, then you will remember this podcast. Something like that. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of podcast, how is your podcast doing? Ooh, ooh! I was about to say that too. You know, yeah. um, I'm very curious to know. As I made three podcasts, you know, the first one is about escapism. The second one is about I don't know, a little bit about online gaming. And some kind of friendship. The first one is about friendship too, but like it, it's mixed with like some relationship advice. And relationship advice. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to a girl, you know. When you talk to a girl, you know, those stuff. She asking you for advice, or are you are you asking her for advice? <laughs> which which way was it? Which way? Which way was it? Tell me, tell me. Okay. Um, Oh God! We're I talking about it. We're talking way. about it mutually, okay? <laughs> okay, I see. I got to listen to that one then. We can listen to that one. Then. I haven't caught up yet. Yeah, oh, and you know, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking of like maybe doing like a solo podcast with myself, just talking about certain stuff for a while. Because, so, like, first of all, I can't invite. That much gas, like I, it's hard to find a gas for every single week. I guess. So you're doing this for every week now. Well, <laughs> I've been continually have, I've been, I've, I have guests, I have guests for every week. Con- till now, and I'm thinking should I, you know, maybe use like one week to do something on my own, like solo, like Bible study or like. Wow. Like maybe, maybe just talk about psychology, but maybe about psychology because you know people don't want to know about <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. Imagine, yeah, imagine like someone who want to like listen to the Bible, be like, "Oh, that's interesting." No way. No well, way. I'm certain that's an audience for everything. But there's the know, audience for everything. Anything. Yeah, there's an audience for everything. Why? Why did you actually? Why did you do podcasts in the first place? I don't really know a lot of people who, who does this kind of thing. I, hmm, you know, like about like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, or like yeah, 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 yeah. like Andrew Huberman. Yeah, like like, first of all, like I like the fact that they're sharing knowledge. And second of all, I have like you know a strong belief about certain things that I really want to share about. So, oh, I see. So I want to be someone that influence others, I guess, and and share information. Like, uh, do you know Andrew Huberman? Andrew Huberman. Not really. Not really. Like he's no. like a neuroscientist, a professor that. 
professor teaches those teaches information at, in the in the form of a podcast, and I really like those kind of information. I want to be one of them, no matter like you know similar to Joe Rogan or like similar to like more academic side like Andrew Huberman. Like I like I and you know as my friend, you should know that I love conversations with people. Yeah. You do. I love to share stuff, like, you know, share like good news, yeah, bad you news, do, you and, and and even like I feel like it's kind of a good time to like really share information that I believe is that that share things that I believe holds true to others. So you know, uh, and and I, and I and I think we talked about this before. Like in the past, I used to push others and and force my ideology ideology on others but now I kind of like back off from these kind of really aggressive behaviors but in the same time I still want to share to others about you know like my belief or my ideas so that's why I make you know this podcast Emmanuel's Manual Emmanuel you know is my name and Manual is like a guidance or like a manual that Teaches wow. others how to behave, or how to wow. you know how to how to how do stuff. Inspiring, yeah. I hope how that inspiring, yeah. how inspiring. <laughs> I hope that one day it will eventually be some kind of. I can really dig deep into every conversation that we have, and eventually guide people to make the right choices. Wow, so it's kind of like those. It reminds me of those radio programs, you know, where you dial up and you ask the guy, "Oh, what should I do?" And the guy will give them advice on the radio channel, on a radio program, something yeah. like that. But I like wow. I like the way that you know we're talking about different topics, and and you're not really asking me. You bring out your narrative, and I'll try to. Understand it, and if I disagree, I'll slightly ask more about it, and you know, elaborate on why I disagree. Like I like the way that it's kind of mutual. Instead of, I thought about making a podcast that's more like top down and being like, I believe, like you know, being really being a little bit more aggressive, enjoying my belief. But I think that it's kind of a. It, it's kind of a good way to you know to to explore you know other people's belief before before making any any conscious well, opinion. Just, yeah, you're just starting out. There's tons of opportunities, tons of areas that you can explore. So it's really a great start for you, right? <sighs> yeah, I'm thinking about ways to you know to. Now I'm thinking about ways to make clips from the podcast because you know I'm not getting as much exposure as I want. But I'm actually, I read it. Uh, I just read it another day on 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 whatever social media I was on. I think a great way is that to maybe to connect with other hosts. Maybe you can do a collaboration with them. Take turns being on their show and them being on your show might be a great way to get more exposure. 
Hmm. And, you know, apart from that, marketing, blah, 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 you know, I'm not well, a guy to... teach to... me about marketing, you know, I'm stupid. Oh, no, no. You know, I'm never done podcasting before. So this is just what I read online. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm also thinking about yeah. making other videos. But, um, other you know. Videos like what? Like what? What kind of videos? Hmm. Oh, God. So, I don't know why, like, you know, singing, singing covers popped into my mind, but I know that I'm better singing. So, hmm, I don't know. No. Like, maybe some explanation videos or some wow. like Bible, you know, Bible verses explanation or some kind of, well, you know what? I, I really don't know. Maybe we can figure it out later. Okay, that's really interesting. The, that's really interesting, the uh, podcast. But yeah, I think it's a very... Yeah, tell me, you have you know, did you listen to it? To, yeah, I think it's really a good time for you, for, you know, for podcasting. With right. So many podcasts popping up nowadays. It's become quite a trend. Maybe not here in Hong Kong, but in America or many other countries. You know, in Hong Kong, I myself don't really have the time, have the opportunity to listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, whether it's at work or commuting to work, whatever it is. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, for me, it's like I watch podcasts before, but but now I rarely have time to really listen to it. So I am figuring it out, trying to figure it out if there are other ways. But you know, like maybe I'll maybe I'll maintain the podcast often. Like yeah, I'll I'll tell you one thing. I was talking to another guy. And and he said like, the he said like there's someone that said ninety percent of the podcast doesn't make it through free podcasts, and ninety nine of ninety nine of the one percent doesn't make it past twenty one podcasts, and I'm interesting to see if I can have the consistency to post like twenty one or more podcasts. And see if you post one every week, then 20 weeks, 20 videos will be like what six months, so half year, half a year. Well, if I can find if I can find more people and I can interview them more frequently, maybe it'll be fine. Well, how I'm, did you find the guest? You know, it's hard to find, guests. find guest, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking should I like find the same person after like a few weeks, or should I like? Cause I have a crazy idea that I told some people, but I I thought about interviewing professors from my school about psychology. <laughs> oh, okay, that's interesting. But I feel like it's kind of risky choices unless they're not teaching me that semester. Oh, okay. If they're you know, yeah, you know, if they're teaching me that semester, 
Oh God. I, yeah, I totally see what it'll be so awkward. It's a bit embarrassing, right? Yeah. Really awkward. No way I can do that. I've done some interviews before. With you know, but it's for it's not for podcasts obviously, but for you know, just for research for my dissertation. And it's really awkward after doing that. Seeing them back, it's quite awkward, as you said. Should I infill them after after I graduate? But I feel like after I graduate, they won't fucking care about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I believe the professors will be... Really kind. No, they won't be that. They, they are very helpful. Right? Right? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. So we... You know, it's great talking to you. Yeah, it's quite a experience, to be honest. I never imagined myself doing podcast. Like the and... past... The past three persons that are in the field, either I know them for like half an year, no, 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 or like I know them online for a really long time, but can't, but never met before, or either, you know, it's a female friend, you know, female friends are kind of different from male friends. You can't be, yeah, you can't, like I'm not that close to them, kind of. But you're someone that I, how can I say it, hang out sometimes. Like the, not not sometimes, a lot of the times, you know. But you're kind of like you know a friend in real life compared to them. Well, just to say this is really a uh, experience. unique experience. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah. You know, you can you will always find me and talk about stuff in the podcast or beyond the podcast yeah. every time. Yeah, sure. So. Well, let's end it here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be a guest on your show. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Do you wanna, you know, okay, you talked about it. We don't wanna, you know. Okay, so I'll end it here. So, welcome to Emmanuel's so Manual. Welcome to Emmanuel's Manual. And if you wanna learn more about different stuff you can click into other videos on youtube spotify or apple Podcasts. and if you want to leave a follow give a like you're always welcome to do so so see yeah, you next time yeah go subscribe or follow him on instagram yeah go do that <laughs> see ya <laughs>